This is Gemara and Pizza, Daf Tesvav, all the learning for this month. The month of Tishrei has been generously sponsored. L'schus Ruah Shlema, Shlema Ben Yita, Mir Tashem. You should have a tremendous Ruah Shlema as today's Daf, the Daf of Erev Yom Kippur, should be a tremendous Chos for his Ruah. Of course, all the Chilim, Man of Abegel Chaim Ben Sarah, Shlomasim Ben Ezez, Osar Bas Gnendel, Itabasim Bas Chayisar, Shmuel Yosef Ben Henny Afrida, Yosef Yob Ben Mindel, Itabasim Bas Chayisar, Yelaz, President Shalay, Shlomas Namib, Shalay, 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 we're holding well into Tezvav and Aleph. Yesterday we got all the way into this staff discussing why you're allowed to give Kalayim to a gift and Yantif or what usage could it have. How does it fit into the rule of the only things that you get benefit from it in Yantif? And we concluded that it can't be Kalayim you wear, it can't be Kalayim that uses a blanket, it can't be even soft Kalayim that you sit upon. Can it be Kalayim that you sit upon under something, under something, under something? Rather, can it be Kalayim as a curtain? It has to be Kalayim of a stiff, hard material that does not provide you warmth. Says the Gemara about eight lines to the top of Tezvavim and Aleph, Avaloi Sandalam Asumar. We said you're not going to send the Sandalam Asumar, the spike sandal, as a. You can't send the spike sandal as a gift on Yantif. Of course, this will bring us back to the Gemara and Shabbos days where we learned about the sandal on the summer. We learned there about carrying it on Shabbos with a lot of weird in the street. Says the Gemara, sandal on the summer, my time alive. What is the reason you're not allowed to send it as a gift? Misha, Maisa, Shahaya, because of the story that happened, the story that there was a terrible siege and they couldn't get out of the cave. And as they tried to get out, these spike sandals killed each other more than even the enemy. So they made it clear that you're not allowed to wear the sandal. Hamis summer these spiked sandals. This was Gemara and Shabbos. Taf Samach Chomer Aleph. Amar Abayi says Abayi sandal on the summer Asla Naloi. You're not even allowed to wear it. But you're allowed to move it. It's not muksa. Also, in Allah, like we just explained, why are you allowed to move it? If you can't wear it, why are you allowed to move it? For the fact that you can't send it as a gift. If you weren't allowed to move it even. So says Abai, it must be, even though, unique case, even though you have an item that you're not allowed to wear, still says Abai, you must not take on the status of muksa. For the fact that the Mishnah said you can't send it as a gift is clearly implying in Meduyak that yes, you are allowed to move it, that it is not Moksa. Says the Gemara continuing the different items in the Mishnah you're not allowed to send a shoe which is not sewn Pshita says the Gemara, of course not, it has no usage even though it has a wooden peg to hold the shoe together, so at some level it has a usage, still you're not allowed to send it on Yantif. You're not even allowed to send a white shoe for the reason that we explained, that requires an Uman to dye a black, Tanya returns in a bright Rav Yudah Matar B'Shachar. Rav Yudah allowed to send a black shoe of a Iser Beloved, not a white shoe. Nei Shazarach, a beat says Hagir, because it requires this certain type of uh, earth with the blacksmith, the, excuse me, this blackening, blackening earth that only an Uma knew how to do it. Rav Yaisi, Iser B'Shachar, you're not even allowed to send a black shoe. Why? Nei Shazarach, because you need to shine it, smooth it out, which also requires an Uma to do it. So says Rav Yaisi, you can't even send that on Yantif. Vlai Pligian says the Gemara, in reality, Rav Yudin, Rav Yaisi, you're not really disagreeing. Mark Yasser, you're Mark Yasser, Basri Damar, Basra, Bistra Letachas, Basri Damar, Bistra Le'el. There are two different ways they made the shoes in the location of Rav Yehuda. The flesh of the hide was inside. And therefore, they didn't actually, when the shoe was black, they didn't have to smooth it out because the outside was smooth. Whereas in the place of Rav see, they put the leather the other way. They put the flesh side of the leather outside. And even on the black shoe, they had to smooth out the outside. And that's why Rav Yossi said, 
you cannot send that because it requires the Uman to smooth it out, which is not allowed to be done on Yantif. Says the Gemara, as the Mishnah concluded that cloud, because you send by Yantif, anything you get benefit on Yantif, you're allowed to send. Rav Sheshesh, Sharlid Rabban, Lashaduri, Tfilin, Biamatava. Rav Sheshesh allowed the Tamidi Chachamim to send Tfilin to one another on Yantif. Only if you could get benefit, and we don't wear tefillin on yantif. Answers the Gemara. Whatever gives you benefit during the week, you can send in yantif. So tefillin gives you benefit during the week, you can send it on yantif. Amr Abai says Abai once we're discussing tefillin, tefillin oil vasli yadan. Once the topic of tefillin came to our hand, name of Milsa says Abai. Let me tell you something about tefillin. You're walking on the road and you have tefillin on your head. which you know at night. put your hand in your tefillin. Excuse me. And it's talking about Shabbos. So what do you do? Cover up your tefillin. So people should not see that you are wearing them, and therefore bring it home. Ah, you're carrying. You're not allowed to carry. The answer is it's It's an abnormal way, and therefore. We allow you to continue carrying it and not require you to leave your tefillin on the roadside, which would be a potential bizayin. Let's say you're sitting in shul, and you're sitting and learning an Arab Shabbos, because of Ayayim, and oh, it becomes Shabbos. What do you do now? Put your hand on it, until you get home. Again, you let it walk home with your tefillin. One second. You put your hand on it, says the Brisa. This Brisa says you let him walk until we are not to your house, so you get to the closest house to get to get rid of the tefillin. I get rid of to take them off because it's Shabbos. And similarly, the Brisa says So why did you just teach me that you let him walk all the way home, Abaye? We see clearly in the Brisa you only let him walk to the closest place that so you could you could put them down in a safe manner. Answers Rav Huna. Very simple. Whether it's protected or not. Abaye learned the closest house is not protected. You could go home. Whereas... Rav Amnud, Rav Huna, Breed, Rav Ika learned that the closest house was protected, so you have to leave it there. Ask the Gemara, One second. If the closest place is not protected, why did you say that the case that you're wearing your tefillin, even if you find tefillin on the floor, you find tefillin on the floor in an unprotected area, on Shabbos, we know that, Lacha. We learned in a Mishnah, if you find tefillin lying in a bazaar on Shabbos, you let it put it on and carry it home. So why are you telling me that you're wearing the tefillin the b'risa if the case is one in which there's no safe area to leave it? It should even, even in a case where the tefillin are lying on the side of the road. Answers the Gemara, One place, the b'risa which says that you have to put the tefillin in the closest house is where the house is protected from both thieves, ganavim, and kalvi, and dogs. Oh, but in the other b'risa, whereby you said you could bring it home, it's watched from dogs, and therefore, theoretically, if the tefillin were on the floor, you would have to leave it there, because the dogs won't touch it. 
And you're not watched from Ganavim, and therefore you can bring it home. So you would think that majority of the thieves, unfortunately, are Jews, and therefore they're not going to desecrate the Tefillin. So just leave it in the closest place. And that is the Chiddush of Abai Kamash Balad. That even though you're not worried about dogs, it's safe from dogs. And all worried about is robbers. And maybe you should say, oh, robbers are Jewish. So maybe at the first available moment, you should take your Tefillin off your head and leave it in that closest house. Says Abai, you know, you got to be careful. You have to go, and you're allowed to go, I should say, and carry the Tefillin all the way back to your house in order to be safe. That the Tefillin are in a safe area. Hajon Alok Beitzah. We should do a wonderful Chazara of this first parak of this wonderful Masechta that we just began so short ago, a mere two weeks ago, Masechta's Beitzah. Masechta, as hopefully everyone's realizing, it's such a beautiful preparation for all the Amintaivim, all the different rules we learned in this parak, the rules of Taichin, the rules of Bayrer, the rules of carrying, the rules of Muksa, all the different Allahs pertaining to Yantif. We should mirror Tashem do a wonderful Chazara. And with that, we move into the second parak, the parak which is going to begin imminently discussing the Allahs of Eriv Tafshilin, the Allahs of cooking and preparing from Yontif to Shabbos, when we have Yontif on a Friday going to Shabbos, or Yontif on a Thursday, Friday going to Shabbos, how are you going to have your fresh food for on Shabbos, if not for the fact that you're going to cook it on Yontif? Says the Mishnah, that's Vav and Abayz, Yontif Shachal, Yoyz, Be'arif Shabbos. Yontif is on Erev Shabbos, Lo Yavashal, B'tchilim, Yontif Shabbos. You're not allowed to cook from Yontif Shabbos. Avul, Mavashal, Yontif. Cook for Yontif, Yomayzer, Yomayzer, Shabbos. And if something is left over, you're allowed to use it for Shabbos. Voice the Tashal, Merav Yontif. And now says the Mishnah, but what should you do? You should create a dish in Erev Yantav called your Erev Tashilin. And that is what you're going to rely upon for Shabbos, which will explain how this works. Two dishes, one dish. And they both agree. If you have a fish with an egg on it, that's called two dishes. But now, a very important halacha. So that's the creation of Erev Tavshilin, we'll see in the Gemara, that's going to allow you to cook from Yontif to Shabbos. But what happened? Achlu Aishavad. The challah rolled the egg, the piece of fish, the matzah, ga'in or lost, and you're sitting on Yontif, are you allowed to cook anymore? Lo yevashul avitzchili, you're not allowed to cook anymore. Memshir mimena kol shuv, is a little bit left over, some of the Shabbos. You are allowed to rely upon it for Shabbos, we'll see more about this in the Gemara. Says the Gemara, Menani Mili, where did this come from? This, co- this concept, the creation of an Erev Tavshilin that you start cooking before Yantif, and then it allows me to cook from Yantif to Shabbos. Amar Shmuel says, Shmuel, Amar Kras says, the Tayyar Zachar as Yoyma Shabbos, Likad Shoyi. Remember Shabbos to sanctify it. Zachreyu me'achar Shabbal Ashkichoy. Sanctify it. Remember Shabbos. Because people forget it. And therefore, whenever we have Yontif right for Shabbos, you know what we're concerned with? We're concerned with, on Yontif, you can eat all your food and you're not going to leave everything, anything left over for Shabbos. So you purposely make a dish in Erev Yontif for Shabbos. As a reminder, you'll always have something for Shabbos, and then we're not afraid you're going to forget, and then you can go and cook from Yontif straight up to Shabbos. My Taima says, the Gemara, why do they tell you to create the Erev Tavshilin? So you set aside a nice portion for Shabbos, and a nice portion for Yantif, that's Rava. Rava Hashi Amerik Tishi Yomer Einoifim Yantif Shabbos. So that 
people should know that if you're not allowed to bake from Yontif to Shabbos, so it's a reminder that without the Yontif Shilin, unless you started cooking before Yontif, you're not allowed to cook from Yontif to Shabbos, so that one will be reminded that you're not allowed to cook from Yontif to a weekday. Two answers, the answer of Rava, in order to have something prepared from Yontif and Shabbos, the answer of Ashi, to remind you not to prepare from Yontif to Chol. Tanan asks the Gemara on the first opinion of Rava, you make a dish in Arab Yontif. And you leave it for Shabbos. So, the second answer, everyone should know. You're not allowed to cook from Yontif to Shabbos. So now I understand why the whole creation of Erev Tashin was before Yontif. Because that's the only way that's going to be this reminder. But according to Rabbah, according to Rabbah, the whole point is to ensure that you have a nice dish for Yontif. Shabbos, so do that even on Yantav itself. Answers the Gemara for Rava in Achanami. In reality, Rava agrees you can make an Erev Tavshilin on Yantav itself. We're afraid you're going to be negligent to make the Erev as you're, as you're busy with the Yantav celebrations, and therefore they make you required to do it on Erev Yantav. Says the Gemara. So so far, what have we had? We've had one source for Erev Tavshilin of Shmuel Zarchas Yom Shabbos Lekachay. And we had two reasons, Rava and Ravashi, as to why you create the Erev Tashilim before Yantif. Says the Gemara, another source for the creation of Erev Tashilim. But a different source. That which you're going to bake, you bake. That which you're going to cook, you're going to cook. Mikan from here, Amar. Ravalazer, you know, even Ella Allah, awfully. You only let it bake if you have something baked. You only let it cook if you have something that was cooked. This is the source for Erev Tavshilim in Atayra, says Ravalazer. So we have two sources, either Zachris, Yemeshabs, the Kachai, or as a Sharafu, Teafu, as a Shatimashelu, Bashelu, that you have to prepare prior Erev Tavshilim and then you could cook from Yantif to Shabbos. Tanu Rabbanan says the Gemara, a bit of a segue, a bit of a Sidebar going into the dinim of Kavod Yantif, the Yantif meals again, sitting here on Erev Yom Kippur. However, Paul with Shabbos and Yemsukis up ahead gives a bit of a chashivas, a bit of a chizik in the Kavod of Yantif. Rav Lazar was sitting and learning the entire day. He was giving Shir on Yantif, Bilchus Yantif. Yotzakatri Shay in the middle of the Shir, the first group gets up to leaf. In the middle of the Shir, Rav Lazar says, Halalu Bale Pitsin. These guys, they have big barrels, they're big belly uh, taiva, they have to go eat their meal. Kachniya, middle of the Jerusha, middle of the Shear, the second group gets up. Amar of Lazar, the little belly chavias, they have smaller barrels. Kachniya is the third one, Amar of little belly kadim, jogs by three vies, Amar of little belly ginim, the smaller measurement, Kachamish is Amar halalu, belly kais is just cups. So five different groups left in the middle of Shear, and each one, Rav Lazar derogatorily said, oh, they're only concerned with Gashmis, different levels of Gashmis, they're leaving because they have a lot of food, they're leaving, they have less food, they're leaving because they have less food, each one leaving during this year. His Chilu Kachish's law says the sixth group began to get up during this year and leave. Omar said, Rabbi Lazar, Halalu Bali Ma'ara. These are desolate people. These guys, they have nothing. He put his eyes in the remaining few Talmidim that were there listening to the Shir. Their faces started turning colors. They were all nervous. says, my children, don't get nervous. I'm not screaming at you guys. I'm screaming at the guys that left. They go eat their Suda. They 
Ratzon finally when the shir ended and everyone was leaving, what did Rabbi Lazar tell them? Amr lehem, l'chuach l'mishvaneim, go eat from that which you have prepared, the rich foods, v'shazum imamtakim, and drink the sweet drinks, v'shalchu manais la'im nachim lai, and give manais, give food to those who don't have that which prepared. Ki kadosh Hashem l'adunenu, because today is sanctified to our master about the atzvu, and don't be sad, ki chedvas Hashem imuazchem, because the joy of Hashem is your security. So we have a fascinating story, each group was leaving in the middle of the drasha, Rabbi Lazar derogatorily told them, what are you going to eat? What are you going to eat? Finally, he finishes. He tells them all, you guys are the best. They're leaving and, and going to eat. You're the great. And then when he leaves, he tells them all, okay, now go eat. Now go drink and give food to everyone else. Says the Gemara, Amar, Mar, let's dissect this story. said, they're leaving and they're going just to eat and drink. What about the fact they're going to do a mitzvah? They're going to eat Simchas how did Rav Lazar chastise them? They're going to do a mitzvah. Rav Lazar let I made them Simchas Yantav Rishos face a famous machlaikis. Rav Lazar holds Simchas Yantav is not a mitzvah. Simchas Yantav is is optional. The Tanya. As we learned in Abraisa, Abraisa that I believe we've had in the, yes, the Gemara Msachim says the Gemara, Rav Lazar Aimer Inlam Ain Loyla Adam Biyantav Ella, a person Yantav has a choice. Aichel Vishaisa, you didn't drink, a Yaisha Vishaina Sin learn. Vlazar says each is equal. It's optional to eat, or you can sit and learn all day. Rav Yeshua Aimer, which we know is the Lachla Maisa, Chalkeu, split it up, Chetzla Shem, Chetzla Chem, half for God and half for yourself. Yantav, there's a mitzvah to eat and rejoice as well. Both Rav Lazar and Rav Yeshua, whether it's optional or obligatory to eat and drink and festive on Yantif, learn up one Pasik. That should be a Yantif to Hashem. Different Pasik says, should be a Yantif for you. Is it God or yours? What is it? So says Rav Lazar, a simple answer. You have an option, either all God or all you. Take your choice. Rav Yeshua Zavar Chalke, you split it up, Chetz L'Hashem, Chetz L'Hashem, half for Hashem, half for you. And that is the famous Machlaikas, whether you have to eat on Yantiv, which of course we pass like Rav Yeshua, that there's always an element of Chetz L'Hashem, which famously the Rambam says, okay, so split up your day, equally eating and drinking and learning, okay, but we have to always remember, both of them are equally Chashev, or both of them are Chashev, I should say. Now, just to conclude, Rav Lazar told us, Talmidim, as they were leaving, send gifts to those who don't have food prepared. Amar Rav Chisti, you know what he was telling them, to the one that did not have an Erev Tavshilin, the one that did not cook from Yom the Shabbos, send them food. Another shot says, the one Excuse me. The one that should have created an Eir of Tavshilin, but they didn't. Then, excuse me. What's going on over here? That's the one you could send to. Again, so the second answer is, Rabbi Lazar is saying, one, the person who wasn't negligent, then you should send food. But if someone was negligent and forgot to create Eir Shilin, no need to help him out. He messed up, don't give him food. And we conclude with Mikey, what did Rabbi Lazar mean when he said, for the joy of Hashem, 
Is your security? My children love alive. Borrow on my account, says God, and sanctify the day. And have faith in me, says Hashem. And I'm going to pay back for you. Make sure you always have Simchas Yantif. We'll conclude with this. Someone who wants to make sure his properties prosper. The reason we bring this down, of course, because Rav Yechon Mishem Rav Lazar Rav Shemin Yitvem Adar each a plant and Adir Tree Eder Tree Shemar Eder B'Marim Hashem Inami Adra Kishmeid Kid Amri Inchi as people say My Eder the Kaimul Dari Dari that the Edra is going to be around for many generations. That's a way to have financial security. Tan Nami Hachi we have a bright that says saw the sheish by Eder. Fulfilled as this edir tree, it's not going to be stolen, it's not going to be taken away with force, the chmeses, and the fruits are guarded, and that 